1: And go.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast. This is Joe. Hi, hello. Sorry if I sound a little hoarse today, but you know, some days are just like that, a little stuffy. Hopefully, I can still soothe you with some upcoming books in July. I got the right month this time, and I am here with just my two favorite people, Emma and Jill, and we are talking about those books that we are excited to see.
1: Hi, hello. So excited. Hey. I so can't excited believe we're talking about july
0: i can't believe we're talking about july either it's already somehow here huh
1: yeah uh, mm-hmm. i'm not ready for it to be so hot
0: <laughs> i'm not yeah. handling this weather well thank no. you to the central ac but ooh,
1: i know but Instead of going outside in the 90 degree weather, you can stay inside in your chilly AC and read some of these books instead.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. This is probably my favorite time of year as a reader. It's like the the depths of winter and the, the dog days of summer that I'm truly just like, I'm invigorated, I'm ready. And I think my choices today show that I'm clearly feeling my mood of like, these are my comfort kind of picks. Uh, so I'm I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna get us started. Uh, the first book on my list that I am most excited for is Heatwave by TJ Klune. This is the final book in the oh my gosh in the Extraordinaries series, and I fell in love with TJ Klune with The House in the Cerulean Sea. and since then I've just devoured every book imaginable by him and to wrap up this series I'm so excited but if you're not familiar with the series uh, The Extraordinaries starts off with book one of the same title Um, it's about Nick Bell he's not extraordinary but he is the most popular fan fiction writer in The Extraordinaries fandom And that's kind of become his superpower. So he has a chance encounter with Shadowstar, Nova City's mightiest hero, and Nick's biggest crush. He sets out to make himself extraordinary as well. And this just kind of follows... Nick's story and the story of the other extraordinaries around. And so when we hit book three, we see Nick, Seth, Gibby, and Jazz, they're back in action, bringing justice, protection, and disaster energy to the people of Nova City. An unexpected hero returns and crash lands into Nick's home, upturning his life, his family, and his understanding of what it means to be a hero in the explosive finale of the thrilling and hilarious Extraordinaries trilogy by, of course, our New York Times bestselling author, T.J. Klune. So that is Heat Wave by T.J. Klune. It's out July 19th, and I'm just so excited. I can't wait to read it.
1: That sounds like a delight.
0: It's a fun, it's just like a fun YA romp series. Can't go wrong. If you love the kind of energy of the new Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, it's very of that vein. So, good time.
1: I love that description. That's like the vibe.
0: (laughs) Also queer. So another vibe to the list.
1: (laughs) Perfect. I'm going to go ahead with my first pick. This will not surprise any of you. I'm sorry. I leaned into comfort picks this month as well for the summer. So I would love to talk about The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. This book comes out July 19th as well. So Hannah Brooks, is an executive protection agent, a.k.a. a bodyguard. She's hired to watch a handsome and popular actor, Jack Stapleton, when he returns home to see his family for some personal matters. He's also naturally got a big stalker problem, hence the bodyguard. He'd rather his family not know that he's got all of these things going on, so Hannah pretends to be his girlfriend as a cover. Um, But the more time they spend together as fake boyfriend and girlfriend, the more real it seems. This is like a delightful, fluffy romp, Um, but I love the slight twist on the bodyguard celebrity trope. I immediately assumed mistakenly that the bodyguard in this would be the man. And I love that it is Hannah and that she looks uh, like a kindergarten teacher. But could take you out. Um, so this book again is The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. If you're looking for a delightful romance for the summer, I would highly recommend you check it out on July 19th.
0: Talk about some
2: good vibes. For real. For real.
0: Kindergarten teacher who could take you out.
2: Right. I love that. Love to see it. Um, my first one is Upgrade by Blake Crouch. I love everything Blake Crouch writes. Like I read Dark Matter shortly after starting at overdrive and it just like blew my mind. Um, so I am, I'm, I'm here for this. So at first Logan Ramsey, isn't sure if anything's different. He just feels a little sharper, better able to concentrate, better at multitasking, reading a bit faster, memorizing better, needing less sleep. But before long, he can't deny it. Something's happening to his brain, to his body. He's starting to see the world and those around him in whole new ways. The truth is Logan's genome has been hacked, and there's a reason he's been targeted for this upgrade. A reason that goes back decades to the darkest part of his past and horrific family legacy. Worse still, what's happening to him is just the first step in a much larger plan, one that will inflict the same changes on humanity at large, at a terrifying cost. Because of his new abilities, Logan's the one person in the world capable of stopping what's been set in motion. But to have a chance at winning this war he'll have to become something other than himself maybe even something other than human and even as he's fighting he can't help but wondering what if humanity's only hope for future really does lie in engineering our own evolution so i love the way that blake um just like their their science fiction and he tackles these very big concepts but always does it in a way that is accessible and Interesting to read, so that is upgrade, and it is out July twelfth.
0: That sounds wild, I, and just from that description alone, I can I can feel that it's accessible. I know I'm not the the most science fictiony of the bunch, but I can imagine just seeing how that plays out, you know, and, and being able to enjoy it. It at first was giving me like Michael Crichton energy, but in a way that like I could actually flow through it pretty, pretty easy, pretty chill. So my next book, truly, like I said, it's summertime. I'm leaning into witches. I'm leaning into magic. I'm leaning into thrillers. I'm leaning into YA. Uh, So sorry for this list, but I think y'all are going to enjoy it because I know I'm about to. So my next title is The Witchery by S. Isabel, out July 26th. Halesford, Florida is a hellmouth, or at least that's what Logan, a new witch struggling to control her powers, thinks when she arrives at Maymort Coven Academy. She is immediately taken under the wing of infamous, of the infamous Red Three. Iris, a death witch who wants nothing more than to break the town's curse. Thalia, the talented green witch, one uh, on the run from her religious family and a past that still haunts her and jayla one of the most extraordinary witches at the academy whose thirst for power may lead her down a dark path with the haunting season approaching wolves will soon rise from the swamp to kill and the humans and witches must work together to survive the yearly onslaught however the history between humans and witches is long and bloodied with the current truce hard one and hanging in the balance And this year, the stakes couldn't be higher as the two boys from Hammersmith School prepare to make their first sacrifices to the witches in exchange for protection. But when students start turning up dead, Iris, Thalia, Jayla, and Logan realize they'll have to harness their powers and stop the wolves themselves. Yet old dangers lie in wait, and the cost to break the curse may be greater than any witch or human could ever know. Jill, a little shout out for you in there. I got us a, I got some dark academia.
2: (laughs) Love it. I don't know how I missed this when I was looking uh, through books because I put my list together before you did. So (laughs) good catch.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And y'all, that is The Witchery by S. Isabel out July 26th. Emma, what do you have for us next?
1: A little bit different of a pick, but I'm going to lean in because I keep seeing this title everywhere. And it's Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, out July 5th. I hope I pronounced that right. But this book has a star review from PW already. Uh, the same author wrote The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery, if you're familiar with that book. So this story follows Sam, who is a junior at Harvard, and one day he sees his childhood friend Sadie on the subway platform. He calls out to her and she almost ignores him and tries to walk away, but she doesn't. And much to their Excitement and success, they actually collaborate on what becomes a hugely popular video game called Ichigo. I think that's how you say that. And so overnight, they're rich and famous, but not even all of that success in the world can prevent life from happening. This is a really interesting story that spans 30 years of Sam and Sadie and all of the ups and downs that life brings. So this is again out July 5th.
2: I'm really excited for this one.
0: I'm also really excited for this yeah, one yeah,
2: yeah, it's on my personal TBR and was And so when I saw you put it on, I was like, I can't talk about it but somebody is. so that's okay. <laughs> it sounds so good
0: and I I'm I'm gonna pull the Emma this time. I love the cover. Hokusai is one of my just favorite art artists. and the great wave over Kanagawa is a piece I love perhaps most of all in the world of art and especially in this style specifically. So to just see that used with such a, I don't know, just such like a fun internet font overlaid on it. I'm jazzed. I can't wait to see how this turns out. And I'm super excited to read it.
2: I love that I had no idea what that piece of art was called. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh Uh yeah, that.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. i think jill in our world will probably see it most often with like link and the king of red lions floating in it
2: yeah yeah i'm like i i got it that's what. Mm-hmm. okay never do uh, i i feel like i just love that they're like pieces of art where you don't necessarily have to know the title but then when you hear it you're like oh yep yes that's what that is called that makes sense um My next one is The Daughter of Dr. Moreau by Silvia Mm Moreno-Garcia. Silvia, of course, is the author of Mexican Gothic. And this is a reimagining of the story of the island of Dr. Moreau set against the backdrop of 19th century Mexico. So Carlotta Moreau is a young woman growing up on a distant and luxuriant estate safe from the conflict and strife of the Yucatan Peninsula the only daughter of a researcher who is either a genius or a madman. Montgomery Lawton is a melancholic overseer who likes to drink. An outcast who assists Dr. Rowe with his experiments, which are financed by the Lizalves owners of the magnificent haciendas and plentiful coffers, the hybrids, the fruits of the doctor's labor destined to blindly obey their creator and remain in the shadows. A motley group of part human, part animal monstrosities all of them live in a perfectly balanced and static world, which is jolted by the abrupt arrival of Edward Lozalvo, the charming and careless son of Dr. Moreau's patron, who will unwittingly begin a dangerous chain reaction. For Moreau, keep secrets. Carlotta has questions, and in the sweltering heat of the jungle, passions may ignite. I love any, like, you know, retellings are always great or reimaginings or sort of looking at things from a different perspective. Um... And I have not read The Island of Dr. Moreau. I'm somewhat familiar with the story, but I love um, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia's writing. And so I'm very excited to read The Daughter of Dr. Moreau when it comes out July 19th.
1: And I like this cover too. (laughs) (laughs) Had to say it.
0: Can't go wrong with a good cover. So my next pick is The Pallbearers Club by Paul Tremblay out July 5th. Um, I needed needed a thriller, true crimey title. So what if the coolest girl you ever met decided to be your friend? Art Barbara was not so cool. He was a 17-year-old high school loner in the late 1980s who listened to hair metal, had to wear a monstrous back brace at night for his scoliosis, and starred started an extracurricular club for volunteer pallbearers at poorly attended funerals. But his new friend thought the pallbearers club was cool, and she brought along her Polaroid camera to take pictures of the corpses. Okay, that part was a little weird. So was her obsessive knowledge of a notorious bit of New England folklore that involved digging up the dead. And there were other strange things, terrifying things, that happened when she was around, usually at night. But she was his friend, so it was okay, right? Decades later, Art decides to try to make sense of it all by writing The Paul Bearer's Club, a memoir. But somehow this friend got her hands on the manuscript and, well, she has some issues with it. And now she's making cuts. Seamlessly blurring the lines between fiction and memory, the supernatural, and the mundane, The Paul Bearer's Club is an immersive, suspenseful portrait of an unusual and disconcerting relationship. So that's The Paul Bearer's Club by Paul Tremblay, out July 5th. I just needed a little horror for my summer. Like I said, I'm hitting all my faves.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited. I didn't realize that book was coming out in July. Right? Yay. It sounds so
2: good. I know. I love Paul Tremblay.
0: Such fun. Such a fun writer, which seems terrible to say about like a horror writer, but I don't know, like just fun.
2: I mean, A Head Full of Ghosts was one of the most bananas books I've Mm -hmm. read. So sign me up book within a book with like, may like I'm good. I'm good. Exactly. Yes. I love it
1: to keep with the creepy vibes. My next pick is the last to vanish by Megan Miranda. This book is out July 26th. It has starter views from publishers weekly and book Abby Lovett is the main character of this story. She is a manager at the Passage Inn, which is an upscale resort in North Carolina's mountain town, Cutters Pass. The town is best known for all of its outdoor activities, hiking, rafting, etc. But it also has a mysterious side. Lots of people have disappeared on the trails in the past. And so when journalist Landon West what a great name, shows up in town to investigate the town's history of disappearances. And then he disappears too. Things start to get a little weird. Um, His brother, Trey, shows up to look for him and enlists Abby's help. Abby starts to feel more and more like she's the town outsider. When she finds some evidence that's pretty incriminating, she realizes there's a lot she doesn't know about the town, her coworkers, her neighbors, and those that she's closest to. This book is twisty and tense, a perfect thriller for summer. And that is The Last to Vanish by Megan Miranda out July 26th.
0: We also, uh, sorry, not we. This also got a shout out from Riley after your interview with him live at the uh, North Olmsted branch. He was very excited that this title was coming soon.
1: Yes, that is true. This And actually my next pick, both got shout outs from Riley Sager when we spoke with him live at the library. He was great. If you haven't listened, I also interviewed him separately from the library event. That episode is out now. So be sure to give that a listen. Look at you. Yeah, we got to plug our own (laughs) podcast on our podcast.
2: (laughs) You got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. So I will continue the creepy vibes with Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. This is a book that I have an advanced copy of. I'm about a third of the way through. It's so good. And it was definitely one where like the cover totally is what pulled me in because it's just so like, it's just a pink cover. It says just like home, Sarah Gailey in like white. Sans serif font. And then in the middle you have a bleeding house. It's just like covered in blood dripping. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. Vera's mom called and asked her to come home, and Vera obeyed. In spite of their long estrangement, in spite of the memories, she's come home to the back to the home of a serial killer, back to face the love she had for her father and the bodies he buried there beneath the house he'd built for his family. Coming home is hard enough for Vera and to make things work. Worse, she and her mother aren't alone. A parasitic artist has moved into the guest house out back and is slowly stripping Vera's childhood for spare parts. He insists that he isn't the one leaving notes around the house in her father's handwriting, but who else could it possibly be? There are secrets yet undiscovered in the foundations of the notorious Crowder house. Vera must face them and find out for herself just how deep the rot goes. Like, there's so much to unpack about this book. And again, I'm only a third of the way through, but basically like, yeah, her dad was a serial killer. It is known he's a serial killer. Their house has been kind of turned into sort of a museum of sorts where like people come to visit the house of this notorious serial killer. And her mom has started to kind of like a patronage almost for artists to come. I mean, yeah, so very excited for this one. I'll probably be finishing it this week because I can't stop reading it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that is just like home with a creepy bleeding house cover out July 19th.
0: Sounds wild and intense.
2: <laughs> it, it I it is. It is. I just there's there's a lot to unpack here. And I'm I'm here for all of it.
0: Absolutely. So my next title is Acts of Violet by Margarita Montemore, out July 5th once again. Um, uh, Montemore is the author of the Good Morning America book club pick and national bestseller Una Out of Order. Um, And so this is just a twisty new novel about a famous magician who disappears, leaving her sister to figure out what really happened. So nearly a decade ago, iconic magician Violet Volk performed her greatest trick yet, vanishing mid-act. Though she hasn't been seen since, her hold on the public hasn't wavered. While Violet sought out the spotlight, her sister Sasha, ever the responsible one, took over their mother's salon and built a quiet life for her daughter Quinn. But Sasha can never seem to escape her sister's orbit or her memories of their unresolved, tumultuous relationship. Then there's Cameron Frank, determined to finally get his big break hosting a podcast devoted to all things Violet. Though keeping his job hinges on an exclusive interview with Sasha, the last person who wants to talk to him. As the 10-year anniversary approaches, the podcast picks up steam, and Cameron's pursuit of Sasha becomes increasingly intrusive. He isn't the only one wondering what secrets she might be keeping. Quinn, loyal to the aunt she always idolized, is doing her own investigating. Meanwhile, Sasha begins to experience an unsettling series of sleepwalking episodes and coincidences which all lead back to Violet. Pushed to her emotional limits, Sasha must finally confront the most painful truths about her sister and herself, even at the risk of losing everything. So this alternates between Sasha's narration and Cameron's podcast transcripts, and it's interspersed with documents that offer a peek at Violet herself. So it's, I love that kind of mixed media style when it comes to writing. So I love a podcast reference within a book and anything that just kind of seems to bring different documents to the mix. So we're, we're mixing up with more than just straight on text. We're getting a little bit of everything, but it's a, uh, utterly original propulsive story of fame deception and forgiveness that will make you believe in magic and that is acts of violet out july 5th
1: that sounds so good keeping up i think we're just gonna be on a creepy thriller truck for the next couple of picks. Uh, This next title is no exception. It's Things We Do in the Dark by Jennifer Hillier. This is out July 19th. Keep an eye out for some conversation, maybe upcoming, that features someone familiar. Things We Do in the Dark picks up with Paris Peralta when she's arrested in her own bathroom, covered in blood, holding a straight razor, and her celebrity husband is dead in the bathtub behind her. She knows she'll be charged with murder, but as bad as that situation looks, it's not even what worries her the most. With the unwanted media attention surrounding her, it's only a matter of time before somebody from her long hidden past recognizes her and destroys the new life that she's worked so hard to build. 25 years earlier, Ruby Reyes, known as the Ice Queen, was convicted of a similar murder in a trial that riveted Canada in the early 90s. Reyes knows who Paris really is, and when she's unexpectedly released from prison, she threatens to expose all of Paris's secrets. Left with no other choice, Paris must finally confront the dark past she escaped once and for all, because the only thing worse than a murder charge are two murder charges. And this one, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there is a podcast in this book called things we do in the dark. So I love when, uh, as Joe said, things have a little bit of a multimedia approach and this one's a little bit meta as well. So that was things we do in the dark by Jennifer Hillier out July 19th books within books podcasts within books. Love it all. I love it. We've, We've seen it a lot. Well, I say we've seen it a lot, but there's a podcast with the title of the book in this one and then also in another book that we jill you and i have read recently for an upcoming something or other yes by mm-hmm. a certain author that also has a podcast with the title of the book i don't want to give that away because that might be
2: spoilery Right, it might be spoilery but so- also
0: on the list of things coming out in july <laughs> is that book I believe. is that
2: book so you're just gonna have to
1: wait and see, friends, what so we're you talking about. <laughs> we'll wait and see. But I I do think that that's a kind of a fun trend where we're seeing podcasts more in that thriller space, especially since it seems like a natural overlap with all the true crime podcasts and all mm-hmm. of that.
2: It's pretty cool. Agreed. Agreed. So my next one is The Workwife by Allison B. Hart. Zane Klein never planned to be a personal assistant to Hollywood royalty, Ted and Holly Stabler, but a decade in at 38, that's exactly how she spends her days, earning six figures to make sure the movie mogul and his family have everything they could dream of and more. However, today is no ordinary day at the Stabler estate. Tonight, everyone who's anyone will be there for the Hollywood event of the season, and if the party's a success, that chief of staff job Zane's been chasing may soon be hers which means she could buy a house, give her girlfriend the life she deserves, and pay off her student loans. Nothing is going to get in Zane's way, not disgruntled staff, not a nosy reporter, not even a runaway hostess. But when Ted's former business partner, Phoebe Lee, unexpectedly shows up right before go time, Zane suddenly has a catastrophe unfolding before her one with explosive consequences. As the truth comes out and Zane realizes how deeply entangled she's become in the Stabler's world, she must decide if the sacrifices she's made for the job are worth the moral price she has to pay. Told over the course of a single day and from three fierce perspectives, The Work Wife is a richly observed novel about female ambition, complicity, privilege, and what happens when the brightest of stars aren't allowed to shine. And it's out July 19th. And I am here for any book told over the course of a single day with multiple perspectives. I always love when books are able to do that and you sort of learn things kind of like along the way um, as the story unfolds. Also, I don't know, on TikTok, um, there are like some Hollywood assistants who have TikToks where they like talk about being a personal assistant to movie moguls and it's just kind of fascinating to like watch and so mm-hmm. I I love this idea of like a book about one and then things happen
0: I love that I couldn't agree more the echo of like everything happening in one day within this book super well contained Ugh, love it I also have recently had someone who is um Anna Wintour's assistant or one of Anna Wintour's assistants start popping up on my tiktok page answering like how does the devil wears prada relate to what she's really like and that was also fascinating so can't go wrong there too all right my next title is why didn't you tell me by carmen rita wong this is out july 12th and let's dive into it so my mother carried a powerful secret a secret that shaped my life and the lives of everyone around me in ways she could not have imagined Carmen Rita Wong has always craved a sense of belonging, first as a toddler in a warm room full of black and brown Latina women like her mother, Lupe, cheering her dancing during her childhood in Harlem, and in Chinatown where her immigrant father, Poppy Wong, a hustler, would show her and her and her older brother off in opulent restaurants decorated in red and gold. Then came the most exclusively white playgrounds of New Hampshire, after her mother married her stepfather, Marty, who seemed to be the ideal of the white American dad. As Carmen entered the new world and her new family, Lupe and Marty quickly had four more children. Her relationship with her mother became fraught with tension, suspicion, and conflict, explained only years later by the secrets her mother had kept for so long. And when those secrets were revealed, bringing clarity to so much of Carmen's life, it was too late for answers. When her mother passed away, Carmen wanted to shake her soul, Carmen wanted to shake her soul by its shoulders and demand, why didn't you tell me? A former national television host, advice columnist, and professor, Carmen searches to understand who she really is as she discovers her mother's hidden history, facing the revelations that seep out. So it's just, uh, it's Carmen's experience of race and culture in America and how they shape who we think we are. It's riveting. It's poignant. Um yeah, it just, it it looks, it looks beautiful. And I love to just see a different perspective so I can understand just someone other than myself. Uh, So that is Why Didn't You Tell Me by Carmen Rita Wong out July 12th.
1: It's my turn, right?
0: Yeah, it's your turn.
1: Yes, (laughs) That sounds great. I was just in a stupor from that wonderful description that I yeah, function. So for my next pick, I'm going to talk about a little bit of lightness for my last couple of books, but it's Dream On by Angie Hawkman. This book is out July 5th. Shout out to Angie. She's based in Northeast Ohio. I know she will be at our local branch um, of Cuyahoga County Public Library. So, Northeast Ohio listeners, be sure to check her out at the library. But this book has a starred review from PW and it sounds absolutely perfect. So when Cass Walker wakes up after surviving a car accident, she can't stop talking about this man named Devin. She has tons of memories of him and is adamant that they're together. And the only problem that Devin, as confirmed by her family and her friends and her doctors, doesn't exist. So everything about him from his coffee brown eyes to his high wattage charm is fully a figment of her imagination from when she was in a coma. She can't stop thinking about him and things get wild when she happens upon the real Devin a year later in Cleveland at a flower shop. And she's completely shocked that she sees this man, explains the situation to him, and he believes her. And they soon embark on a real life romance. So with her seemingly perfect dream man at her side and a new job, everything seems to be falling nicely into place, but fate might have other plans. So this is from the author who wrote Shipped that came out. I think it was last year. And this is just like a magical witty rom-com That explores what happens when our dreams come true. Come on. It sounds sounds so good. So good. So good. What a premise.
0: And local. Love that too.
1: And the cover. Local. Local. The cover is so sweet as well. I've really come around to the illustrated rom-com covers. So yeah, that was Dream On by
2: Angie Hawkman out July 5th. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I am very particular about the illustrated covers on romance novels, but fun fact, my next book has one, and it's one that I really like. So my next book is The Accidental Pinup by Danielle Jackson. So this is about photographer Cassie. Cassie loves her job. Her company box and boudoir makes people look beautiful and feel empowered with her modern twist on classic pinup photography. Cassie's best friend Dana is about to launch her own dangerously dreamy lingerie line and wants Cassie to shoot and direct the career-changing national campaign. But company politics and Dana's complicated pregnancy interfere, and Cassie finds herself, a proud plus-size Black woman, not behind the camera but in front of it. Though she's never modeled herself, Cassie's pretty sure she can handle the sheer underwear and caution tape bralettes. But she's not sure she can work so intimately with the chosen photographer, her longtime competitor in the Chicago photography scene, Reed Montgomery. Their chemistry is undeniable on set, however, and feelings can develop faster than film. Love it. Love it. We got, yeah, plus size romance. We got plus size black woman romance, pinups, photography, all of it. It sounds
1: amazing. And I love how we've completely gone from like horror, thriller, murder to (laughs) rom-coms, pinups, photography. But like, you know, mm -hmm. something for everybody. Circle of life.
0: The duality of each of us.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, that too. That too. Balance. um, The accidental pinup is out July 19th.
0: That sounds so cute. So my next title is out July 5th. It's titled Life Ceremony by Sayaka Murata. This is the long-awaited first short story collection by the author of the cult sensation Convenience Store Woman, Tales of Weird Love, Heartfelt Friendships, and the Unsettling Nature of Human Existence. So um, this is a collection of short stories. It's the first time being translated into the English market. And basically with Life Ceremony, Murata is back with her first collection of short stories. In Japan, she is particularly admired for them, um, which are sometimes sweet, sometimes shocking, and they're always imbued with an otherworldly imagination and uncanniness. So there are 12 stories in the mix, Uh, And it is an unusual cocktail of humor and horror to portray both the loners and outcasts, as well as turning the norms and traditions of society on their head to better question them. Whether the stories take place in modern day Japan, the future, or an alternate reality, it's left to the reader's interpretation as the characters often seem strange in their normality in a frighteningly abnormal world. So in A First-Rate Material, Nana and Naoki are happily engaged, but Naoki can't stand the conventional use of deceased people's bodies for clothing, accessories, and furniture, and a disagreement around this threatens to derail their perfect wedding day. Lovers on the Breeze is told from the perspective of a curtain in a child's bedroom that jealously watches the young girl Naoko as she has her first kiss with a boy from her class and does its best to stop her. Eating the City explores the strange norms around food and foraging, while Hatchling uh, closes the collection with an extraordinary depiction of the fractured personality of someone who tries too hard to fit in. So in these strange and wonderful stories of family and friendship, sex and intimacy, belonging and individuality, Murata asks above all what it means to be a human in our world and offers answers that surprise and linger. So that is Life Ceremony out July
1: fifth, Yay. So readers don't have to wait too long to read it. Yeah, right,
0: just right around the corner.
1: That's wonderful. My second to last pick, I think we're wrapping down, wrapping down, winding down, is a lady's guide to fortune hunting by Sophie Irwin. This is out July twelfth, a buzzy debut for fans of Bridgerton. Kitty Talbot needs a fortune, and the only way to get one quickly is to find a husband with one. So she's got to do what she's got to do to save her family from debt and ruin. So she needs to go full tilt into London's social season so she can save her family in 12 weeks. Enter Lord Radcliffe. He quickly sees what Kitty is up to and is determined to undermine her fortune hunting efforts at all costs until something happens between them. (laughs) So we have marriage plots. We have Regency England. We've got a gorgeous cover. This is a lady's guide to fortune hunting by Sophie Irwin, a really promising, buzzy, bubbly debut.
0: Hey, some of us, are just trying to live the first for fortune, second for love marriage lifestyle. And I'm not here to be judged by a Regency era man.
1: <laughs> I know. And you know what? I love that it's uh, fortune hunting. Mm-hmm. That feels like a very tongue in cheek way uh, to spin that a little bit uh, in Regency England, but love I'm it. all here for
2: it. Agreed. Love it. Um, my next one is Groupies by Sarah Priscus. It's 1977 and Fawn Novak is in love with rock and roll. First, great name, great name. After her mother's death, Fawn, a naive college dropout, grabs her Polaroid and hops a Greyhound to Los Angeles. In the City of Angels, she reconnects with her charismatic childhood friend, Josie, now an up and coming model and muse. To make their reunion even sweeter, Josie is now dating Cal Holiday, the frontman of the superstar rock band Holiday Sun, and Fawn is positively mesmerized. Except it's not just the band she can't get enough of, it's also the proud groupies who support them in myriad ways. Among the groupies are a doting high school girl at war with her mother, a drug dealing wife and new mom who longs to be a star herself, and a cynical mover and shaker with a soft spot for Holiday Sun's bassist. Fawn obsessively photographs every aspect of this dazzling new world, struggling to balance her artistic ambitions with the band's expectations. As her confidence grows for the first time in her life, her priorities shift. She becomes reckless with friendship, romance, her ethics, and her bank account. But just as everything is going great and her boring old life is falling away, Fawn realizes just how blind she has been to the darkest corners of this glamorous musical dreamland as the summer heats up and everything spirals out of control so this is um suggested for fans of daisy jones the six which we know i love um the final revival of opal and nev and you know i love the book or that movie almost famous right penny lane who doesn't love the groupies? absolutely who does love those groupies? And this also is a very delightful cover um, that just feels like very of the era of which it is set. And yeah, so that is Groupies and it is out July 12th.
0: I'm glad you said J- Daisy Jones on the 6th because it was like, I was feeling the vibes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, and like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I love that it's the photographer who sort of cat. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, and it's it does feel somewhat similar to this idea of like what was happening in almost famous where he goes absolutely to write an article. And then as he gets in deeper, the band's like, no, we don't want you writing that because we need you to write this other thing to make us look good. And if you're going in as a photographer, you're going to see some shit, man. And mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> that the band might not want you to see, or definitely not put on, like take photos of and make permanent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, that sounds really good.
0: Absolutely. So my final title, you'll have to make it to the end of the month to read. It's out July 26th. This is from the USA Today bestselling author of Midnight at Blackbird Cafe. This is In the Middle of Hickory Lane by Heather Weber. Emmy Wynn has wanted nothing more her whole life than to feel like part of a family. Having grown up on the run with her con artist mother, she's been shuffled from town to town, drawn into bad situations, and has learned some unsavory habits that she's tried hard to overcome. When her estranged grandmother tracks her down out of the blue and extends a job offer, helping to run her booth at an open-air marketplace in small-town Sweetgrass, Alabama, Emmy is hopeful that she'll finally be able to plant the roots she's always dreamed of. But some habits are hard to break, and she risks her newfound happiness by keeping one big truth to herself. Cora B. Hazleton has her hands full with volunteering, gardening, her job as a color consultant and designer, and just about anything she can do to keep her mind off her painful past, a past that has resulted in her holding most everyone at arm's length. The last thing she wants is to form close relationships, only to have her heart broken yet again. But when she's injured, she has no choice other than to let people into her life and soon realizes it's going to be impossible to keep her heart safe or her secrets hidden. In the magical neighborhood garden in the middle of Hickory Lane, Emmy and Cora B learn some hard truths about the past and themselves, the value of friends, family, and community, and most importantly, that true growth starts from within. It's got some like magical realism elements to it. You're kind of left in the sense of, you know, is this our reality? Is it a reality slightly, you know, to the left of it? Uh, so that is In the Middle of Hickory Lane by Heather Weber. And that is out at the end of the month, July 26th.
2: Thank so you. Some Joe. magic,
0: some otherworldly. Yeah. And uh, we, thanks. Thanks for my last title.
1: We love a magical pick. My last pick is similarly fantastical. It is the second of a series. So I'm not going to do a great job at describing it because. I don't really want to give anything away. I do just want you to check out this whole series though. It is a fate. This is the first book, A Fate of Wrath and Flame by K.A. Tucker. That came out last year. And the new book in the series is called A Curse of Blood and Stone. That is out July 12th. So you don't have to wait too long to hop into this series. All I will say is if you are a fan of Jennifer L. Armentrout, Sarah J. Moss, uh, Brigid Kemmer, any of those authors, and you want an adult fantasy read with some romance, some sci-fi, some really intricate world building, check out this series. This is the Fate and Flame series by K.A. Tucker. One of our colleagues at Overdrive gave it five stars on Goodreads. So that uh, sold it to me and has kept me pretty intrigued thus far. But book two is out July 12th. That is A Curse of Blood and Stone by K.A. Tucker. And I think this, again, will be really perfect for those of you that are constantly searching for the uh, void of Sarah J. Moss books to be filled. So check it out.
2: My last one is not magical and dreamy. So, that's all right. We'll end on a bang. We're, that's, that's one word for it. Okay. So my last one is nonfiction. It is called Unmask Alice, LSD, Satanic Panic, and the Imposter Behind the World's Most Notorious Diaries by Rick Emerson. You cannot see. I'm regretting my choice of words.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> this is fine. quite a
2: pick. It's fine. I know. I know. But as
0: I'm cheering in the background. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. So um I don't know how common this knowledge is for you either, either of you or listeners, but um, if you are of a certain age, you probably are aware of the book Go Ask Alice by Anonymous. It was a diary about like this troubled girl in the 70s who got into drugs and life did not end well for her. Um, Spoiler alert, it was fake. Alice did not exist. (laughs) She was the (laughs) creep. Joe was also, you guys can't see these reactions. They're hilarious. So um, Alice was an invention um, by a woman named Beatrice Sparks who wrote several of these diaries as um, like fear-mongering cautionary tales for teenagers to- not make quote unquote bad decisions about their lives and yeah, fun, fun times. So, um, this is a nonfiction book, um, about all of that. It is about, um, Beatrice Sparks and some of the, um, these diaries, fake diaries that she had written. And it, I just, I am so excited for this because um lots of reasons like i read go ask else multiple times when i was in middle school because i was just like what is this Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely
2: right and then later on i i learned sort of the history of the book and and why these fake teen diaries sort of came about and why they exist and i think it is it is important that these are coming out now when we talk a lot about um our culture and the lengths some people will go to to try and convince other people um what you know I mean, okay we're just gonna, I'm just going to stop talking right now because okay anyway so i'm <laughs> i could go on a whole thing that i'm not going to go on you can you can email us at overdrive.com. find us on social media if you want to if you want to talk more but anyway yeah so that is unmasked alice by rick emerson and it is out july 5th so also don't have to wait that long to read it
0: i am (laughs) feral for this book (laughs)
2: I just I, I mean cannot
0: wait to read it.
2: Like the deeper you read about mm-hmm. Beatrice Sparks and yeah. who she was and the culture yeah. she lived in and was trying to essentially convert people, it just it's it is
1: mm-hmm.
2: fascinating and bonkers. And, and I'm bonkers and again, I don't know how many people really know that those books were just total invention.
0: I I mean like and the fact that they're still sold today as anonymous you can still buy new copies Mm -hmm. that you know go ask alice anonymous like yeah there's a level of danger there there are things that need to be done about it but it's not happening and like you know it's no shock I'm young uh but like when I when these were coming out not when these were coming out when I was reading these at the same age that you're describing Jill like there's there's time between that and no one was telling me that this wasn't actually anonymous no one was telling me that this is effectively propaganda and you know the the difference a decade will make uh, it's just it's so dangerous it is
2: yeah so this is
0: so cool and I'm yeah so that.
2: it is it is go ask alice which i think is of the the multiple books like this that exist is probably the most well-known and then it also beatrice wrote jay's journal which is um about adolescent um death by suicide and he was allegedly a teenage satanist which okay so uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. also a posthumous memoir um and propaganda is the perfect word yeah they're propaganda that's the word i could not come up with and i started to go on some like really (laughs) weird rant about without naming names but yes it is propaganda for a particular um belief system um yeah so i'm very excited for this one So there's no shortage
1: of interesting reading materials for your July. We've got everything from romance to thrillers to things that are a little bit more stern, but hopefully you have found some books to add to your reading list in July. We hope you enjoyed this rambly episode. As Jill said, you can send us a note at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. You can find us at ProBookNerds on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We would love to hear from you. I will pull a Joe and say rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, guys. Uh,
0: Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much (laughs) to you you and Jill for, once again, another lovely month of recommendations. Happy reading. Happy reading.
2: Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit EvergreenPodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly, and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit ProfessionalBookNerds.com.
1: Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the paper nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, the paper fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.